For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I hope you are thirsty for some pro wrestling punditry. It is me, your managing editor of Wrestling Inc., Nick Hausman, back in the saddle for another episode of The Winkly, and I am joined here this Thursday, as I am just about every Thursday, by my good friend, Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to The Winkly. Thirsty Thursday, thirsty for some wrestling news. Yes, and we got a lot of it here today, guys, and it spilled like water the past 24 hours when it came to pro wrestling news. So we're going to get to that here in just a second, but also here after the news, we have two big interviews here for you today. First of all, right after the news, it's finally here. Today is the day, Justin. Nine-year-old pro wrestling journalist AJ Awesome is here talking AEW, being in the AEW scrums, his thoughts on WWE. It's just, I, I think I think everybody's going to really enjoy this one today, Justin. He's going to take our jobs. He is. You know, I figured that's why let's, let's befriend him now, because he's going to grow up and he's going to put us out of business. Hmm. He'll be our boss eventually. Look out, Raj. <laughs> eventually. Um, we also here today after AJ Awesome, uh, we have an interview. Scott Fishman sat down with Caleb Conley and Andy Dalton, independent wrestling stars. So you're going to get to hear from them as well. But let's get to it here. Uh, the news of the day, news you can use. News that'll leave a bruise. And just after we finished recording today, or yesterday, Justin, we got the big breaking news. AEW, TNT, they have made it official. AEW is going to be live Wednesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on TNT. The first AEW TV show is going to air from uh, the Capital One Arena in Washington, D.C. AEW is going to announce the details on tickets uh, this coming Monday. And the name of the show is expected in the next week or so. It is finally here, Justin. The cat is out of the bag. How are you feeling about this? It's, at, uh, it's where I'm from. It's where my, my Washington Capitals play. It's exciting. You know, this is a big... The the, the Capital One Center, uh, or Capital One Arena, it was, it was a Verizon Center for many years, and it was the MCI Center before that. This is a big arena. This is the arena that Goldberg lost to Kevin Nash in. This is the arena that, that Paul Heyman made his WWE debut as on commentary. I mean, this arena, uh, both historically and literally, is big. It's got like five levels. It is not a small house. So the fact that they're choosing this... Um, and I mean, I, and I have no reason to doubt them based upon the way things have gone, that they will make a serious push to sell this damn thing out. Uh, I'll be very interested to see when they put the tickets on sale, because, you know, again, we've talked about it. We speculated now that we actually have a place and time to, to, to put, uh, into this, into the equation. I mean, if CM Punk was to be teased or make an appearance at all out and then, and then, and then his first match back supposedly was even, was potentially, uh, their first TV. I mean, what what a what a what a situation and building to try to sell here. Um, and just there's just so much to it. You know, this is a building that both WWE and WCW used to run. DC was one of those markets. I was fortunate enough to get both, um, both both organizations to run. Uh, DC is where Vince McMahon started. Capital Wrestling. Uh, yeah. It's where him and his dad started. So there's just, there's just so much to dig into this in terms of 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 what this means. Uh, yeah, you know, and two days before the first SmackDown on uh, the Fox, which will be that Friday. Uh, so, you know, again, that's going to be a hot week there. A lot to, lot to expect. Also, you know, the thing about this is you talk about how big the Capital One Arena is. You know, I want to know what the arenas and the, the stadiums look like beyond the Capital One Arena. You know, we're talking weekly TV show. We're no longer just building up to one big show. I mean, is the expect, expectation here they're going to be doing 20,000-person arenas out of, the, out of the gate for the foreseeable future? Right. Well, and mind you, I mean— uh, you know, yeah, Capital One is like I said, it's one of the bigger ones. Um, it, the, not, you know, it 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 is not how the more modern arenas are built. Um, it, it is, you know, it was built like I said in, in the late '90s, but the more modern arenas aren't as built as as tall and steep as this one is. So, yeah, but where they go next, well, you know, and and I mean, you know, what their schedule is like. I mean, obviously, it looks like they're you know they're doing TV live every week, so. 
you know, how, like, you know, they're in DC this week or, you know, where, how far are they stretching? Are they going to the West coast the following week? Like, where are they going? So, um, yeah, this is gonna be fascinating to watch. Fascinating. And, you know, at Wednesday nights is already NXT night on the WWE network. Do you think it's just a matter of time here before we hear that that is going to be uh, now airing on FS1 head to head? You think, I mean, we keep hearing the Romans about it. Um, and I, and I don't know, I mean, you know, NXT does seem like it's the more comparable, um, appropriate opponent to AEW in terms of uh, fan base and type of fan. Uh, but I wonder, is that is that smart on WWE's part? Is, is it smart for them to take NXT off the network and put it on FS1 and to try to compete head to head? Because um, what happened? Because right now, you know, we don't know the WWE network numbers. You know, they, they'll tell us in, in like the earnings calls where the subscriber count is, but they don't release how many people live streamed or watched in the archive, anything on the WWE Network. That's kept internally. So the moment that NXT goes on to FS1, just in hypothetical here, now all of a sudden those numbers become public. That might not be what WWE wants. WWE might not want something going head-to-head with AEW because guess what? If it doesn't beat AEW, that's, that's, that, that doesn't look good. I don't know. I would do anything to get a fun rub in this that fun rub. That doesn't that came out wrong. But uh, I would do anything to get the uh, family show, Nicholas. Sorry. Keep your fun rubs to yourself. Sorry. Uh, I would do anything to get a little little something out of this right now. I mean, if these guys are creating energy, it works so well from them for them again. You know, I think during the attitude era, you're not monopolizing your, your two big brands. I, I see a lot of upside to it here. And, you know, uh, as we're talking here about. Uh, getting a fun rub right now off of AEW. WWE could maybe use it. You know, I I'm probably you know Justin. The more I say it, I think I'm going to regret maybe having said that phrase as many times as I did. Fun rub. <laughs> it's the word of the day, phrase of the day. Uh, well, we got some news here about WWE's business uh, just earlier this morning. Um, the uh, WWE second quarter earnings results were released uh, before the results were released today. Last night, word got out um, that WWE executives were selling off a lot of stock before the second quarter earnings report. That seems doesn't seem good on the surface. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not I'm not a financier. Nothing, 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 nothing to see here. <laughs> Fill, fill the bags with as much money as you can and get out of the building. Uh, Vince. <laughs> Vince sold about, uh, I won't read the number of shares, but I'll read the totals. Vince sold about $886,000 in shares. Uh, Triple H, $1.23 million. Steph, $1.24 million. So for those keeping track at home, that's about two point five million for the McMahon-Levesque household here uh, yesterday. George Berrios, WWE co-president, <laughs> sold 139,175 shares for a total of Nine million seven hundred sixty-one thousand dollars, seven hundred five dollars ninety-five cents. The big winner here yesterday. Uh, Michelle Wilson four point five eight seven million. Kevin Dunn four point eight one nine million. Uh, the Zach Equity Research uh, said that the Wall Street analysts were expecting revenues of two seventy-seven, which we'll get to the numbers here in just a second, uh, down from one point six percent from the prior year. Um, and the company was expected to report a loss of three cents per share per quarter this morning. So anyway. Um, that's how the table was set here for today's second quarter results. Does not inspire a lot of optimism. Yep. Uh, and just before they report the what they have to report and everybody else gets the mindset to share the sell, they go ahead and just, uh, you know, now, now some of them can take, a, to take, take those vacations they've been looking to have. They have a little extra, a little, a little extra walking around money in their pocket. George Barrios, 9.761. Man, that is. What kind, what kind of. What kind of fun rub do you think he can get for $9 million? I think he can get a lot of fun rubs for $9.761 million, you know? I think if you call AEW, a couple of them might actually do it for you. So, anyway. Uh, Some, somebody, somebody call Robert Kraft. Yeah. Uh, WWE's second quarter results. Uh, let's get to it here, the numbers. Now, their operating income uh, was 17.1. Oh, wait, where's did, what did I? Oh, I, I, took the, I took the big headline off here. I don't know why I didn't include that on the. Let's talk about their, their overall revenue for uh, the second quarter of 2018 here. I can pull this up here. Second quarter results. Uh, they uh, Their revenues declined 5% to $268.9 million from $281.6 million. This is based on the same quarter from last year at this time, from 2018. Uh, their operating income was 17.1, um, which exceeded the company's guidance. Uh, announced content distribution deals with BT Sport in the UK, Fox Sports in Latin America, PP Sports in China, 
um, providing them with strong platforms for their content. WWE Network average paid subscribers were 1.69 million, consistent with the company's performance so far. Digital videos increased 17% to 9 billion. Thank you, R Truth, in the 24 7 championship. Uh, hours consumed increased 22% to 324 million across all digital platforms. And social media following increased 10% to just over 1 billion at 1.02 billion. Now, on the network, the company initiated the transition of the network to a new platform uh, yesterday. So if you're using the network sometime between today and tomorrow, uh, depending on the platform and the device you're watching it on, you should be getting what they call a better experience, a more intuitive interface, and enhanced search functionality. The new platform enables the introduction of new features and experiences over time, including the addition of free and premium tiers, as well as the localization of content in multiple languages. They've produced more than 90 hours of original network content, including live in-ring programs and talent documentaries, such as The Shield Final Chapter, 24 The Year of Ronda Rousey, etc. So a lot, of, a lot to digest there. What stands out to you, Justin? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think it's good that they're updating the network, and we've we've heard for a long time. You know, they've they've put polling and and and, and focus groups and such out there about doing different tiers within the network. Um, you know, I know there's you know there's been a lot of rumors of you know, potentially seeing other wrestling companies on there. You know, we obviously we saw them stream and do a partnership with Evolve recently. You know, we've all there's constantly been out there about them. You know, buying you know impacts library, and so I mean, this you know, I, I like seeing the WWE network getting some evolution. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's good. If there's one thing WWE knows, it's evolution. There's been like three of them or something like that. Uh, well, anyway, <laughs> uh, just as we started recording today, the uh, WWE second quarter 2019 earnings call uh, was wrapping up. So I don't have all the the details coming out of it. I know that Vince was asked about the low revenue, and he said, you know, basically it is it, it is what it is. Um, they, uh, they talked, they've talked about how they've hired Paul and Eric to oversee the different brands now. Um, you know, the whole, the whole recap here, um, uh, is, is up on the site I'll pick a couple tidbits here. Vince asked about the Bischoff and Heyman hires. He said, again, it allows him to not be in the weeds any longer. He again, did not name them, but said these two people have a lot of long range and developmental range in the business with extensive backgrounds. That's interesting. Um, so yeah, a lot of, lot of, lot of info here. You go check it out on the site about the second quarter earning results. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about Heyman and Bischoff and Vince McMahon here. Now the wrestling observer, uh, we'll kick it off here. Start. Let's we'll start off by saying that SmackDown this week was totally rewritten from its original script. Vince showed up at around 4 PM Eastern on Tuesday, decided he didn't like the show. So it was redone <laughs> four hours notice. Justin, um Vince reported yeah and yeah, go ahead. you know but it wasn't it, and it wasn't a, you know it wasn't a, a you know there were some high spots that smackdown so it, may, it makes me wonder i, I I'm, I'm really curious i wonder did he better did he better what was originally planned or did he did he worsen what was really planned i'm curious i thought smackdown was a great show this week so yeah. you know whatever uh vince reportedly made several changes after 4 p.m eastern which is why daniel bryan didn't have his career altering announcement which is why Shawn michaels did not do uh, commentary. He instead did the Miz TV segment, which was probably the best part of the show. So, a good call at least on that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, I, I, that's, what, that's what I mean. You know, oftentimes we, you know, we always, um, oftentimes we we tend to, you know, attribute, oh, this is terrible. What is Vince thinking? But you know, I mean, this is a case of where if we find out Vince, you know, Vince maybe was more hands on than, than than even than normal, and obviously did it last minute. But you know, it still turned out to be a pretty decent show. So. And look, I was kind of dreading Shawn Michaels on commentary just because he's a bit of a goofball, and I think can be distracting from the actual wrestling sometimes when he is uh, on commentary. But great call putting Woods and and Big E in that spot. You know, when Xavier Woods uh, decides to to hang up the boots or make a transition, that guy. He's got to be on commentary. He he added so much, I thought, to that show. Yeah, no, he is really good. He he, you know, he's good. Um, you know, I thought, you know, there was a time period where Punk was injured back in the day, and Punk was on commentary for a little bit. I mean, they, they you know, guys, there's certain guys that just have a have a knack of knowing how to add something to a, a to you know, in the color role to a, to a broadcast to a match without dominating it. Yeah. Uh, well, Bischoff and Heyman here. Some more backstage news coming from the Observer. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm sorry. Corey Graves and Renee were not at the show because they were filming a WWE Studios movie in Vancouver. So that's why we got Xavier Woods and Biggie. Uh, but Heyman and Bischoff here, uh, according to the Observer, they're going to be responsible for merchandise ideas for the respective brands. We're starting to get an idea of what their responsibilities entail. Um, uh, you know, Paul, obviously, with ECW. But again, it's like I know more about what Eric did and how he operated. Um, he's, I mean, if I would say this. If you're a very talented T-shirt designer or graphics designer interested in doing more 
in the shop space or whatever, uh, I would become friends with Eric because Eric is not really a t-shirt designer. He's not really a brand expert, but he is very good at signing off on other people who have those skills. And I, I would, I would, I would think we might see a relationship. I wouldn't be shocked to find out if a relationship sprung up like that here pretty soon. That is interesting. Yeah, I mean, think, I mean, look, he did come up with the NWO design. There's like some some graphics guy he credited for for coming up with the WCW. The WCW shirts were never like overly inventive, right? If you look back on WCW's merchandising. And on that note, he made the great call to change WCW's logo, the iconic bold WCW ones, into whatever alien spacecraft it was that descended on Nitro after, uh, each week after that. Ugh. Right. Ugh. So. <laughs> Right. He's, never, he, never, 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 never has one symbol just uh, just stood out for just such a blah period. Yes. But yes, that symbol. Yes. Yes. So, again, that's you know, those are the things that came to mind specifically when I read that report. So take it with a grain of salt or whatever. But um, uh, and I don't really know what Paul's background is. I mean, I know Paul's like a branding expert and all this stuff, but I don't really know how he engages with with the graphics scene. So anyway, Um. Heyman and Bischoff are now doing uh, what they are now doing are different from what previous head writers, Dave Kapoor, Ed Kosky, and Road Dog BJ James have done. They will report directly to Vince McMahon and are accountable for their brand's entire interaction with the rest of the departments and the company. That's that's a pretty big that's a pretty big order right there. So Yeah, so so it basically sounds like there's still a lead writer, you know, and then and then it sounds like Heyman and Bischoff are respectively acting as Vince used to in terms of overseeing the brand and then and then and then and then they obviously go to Vince for the bigger for the bigger bigger picture is what it sounds like. Yeah. Yes, yes. And uh the observer says, you know, Heyman here steering the red brand creative process and the creative pitches to Vince while Ed Kosky will reportedly remain the lead raw brand writer. Heyman will be pushing the actual directions of the stories. Uh Vince still has to sign off on everything Kosky and Heyman do. But that is the new uh, that is the new tiered order here. Um, the last note here coming out of Observer: Heyman and Bischoff are positioned higher than anyone else has been in regards to running the two brands. They are now considered major executives in the company and are responsible for the brand management of Raw and SmackDown, respectively. So off into the races. Here we are. You know, I've heard a lot more about Paul's influence. We know we, we mentioned this. I hear a lot more about Paul's creative influence here. Vince had his fingerprints all over SmackDown. It sounds like this past week. Real interested to see what what changes we get from from Eric here in the coming weeks. So we we shall see. And, and, I, and I wonder where where does where does Paul Levesque fit into this? I mean, he's the he's the you know he's the executive vice president of, of talent and live events. Like so, where 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 in the in the hierarchy of of flow? Like where like I'm I'm curious. Like you know if they what involvement they have with him or or, or anything like that. That, that might, be, might be a question for I guess our next conference call with him. Yeah, great question. Great idea. We will absolutely ask that. I bet they do a takeover call next week. So, um, And uh, on that note, we are gearing up for SummerSlam week, uh, SummerSlam weekend, I should say. Um, uh, some couple notes going into the show. The Wrestling Observer, despite the, the hype and the excitement around the uh, Miz TV segment with Ziggler and HBK this past week, the Observer reporting that Dolph Ziggler is not expected to wrestle either HBK or The Miz at SummerSlam. I thought that was... Very surprising when I read that. Very surprising considering the amount of TV time they've been given to him and his disgruntledness and, you know, and storyline and, and, and to him and the Miz. It's very, very weird. Yeah. So wait and see on that. I mean, who would you, if it's not HBK or Miz, who's the person that grabs you and makes you want to see them wrestle Dolph Ziggler? It sounds like Dolph Ziggler's not going to be wrestling at all. I mean, I, I, Miz would be the only answer. Miz or Shawn Michaels would be the only answer. I mean, I don't, you know, it's, it's weird. Huh. Well, we have some clarity here now on a story that uh, flared up from Pro Wrestling Sheet earlier this week about Trish Stratus possibly wrestling at SummerSlam, while Post Wrestling now saying that the current plan going into SummerSlam is, in fact, Trish Stratus versus Charlotte Flair. Uh, I like this pairing. We touched on it yesterday. I do think it overshadows the other women's title matches a little bit, but any other thoughts on on Trish Charlotte and the decided direction they, they may be going here. No, just like I said yesterday, you know, it makes sense. You know, it's in Toronto, uh, you know, push any final ticket sales you might need. Um, kind of a nice little novelty match. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm all fine with it. And uh, on the road to SummerSlam here, it does sound like we're going to get uh, back-to-back Raws with the Beast, Brock Lesnar. Brock has been announced for Raw this Monday night, and he will also be a part of the go-home episode the week after. You know, looking at how well raw reunion did in the ratings um you know brock wasn't on the show he was advertised didn't appear maybe he was there who knows uh, i think it was maybe good to hold a little bit back here to to get things going again and i think you know if you had a brock on last week and maybe got lost in the mix doesn't mean as much 
for him to come back this this week on Raw, if that makes sense. Well, they definitely need to build him and Seth a little bit more. And I mean, I'm still shocked that that's going to be the match that we're going to have. Uh, so if that's what it is. Uh, but I will be at that go-home roll uh, with Brock there. So I'm like, looking forward to that. Man, and you know, the more I, I, I think about it and I go back and I look at clips, Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, they have done just such a, such a great job with getting this one going here. I agree. For me, that's that's the main event over, over Brock, Seth Rollins this year. Yeah, I just... I... You know, when, when Brock became champion, when, when he cashed in and became champion a few weeks ago, I just, it, it seemed like, okay, they could have made him champion. Like he could have cashed in at several other opportunities and he didn't. So it made me think, okay, this, it, it, it kind of felt like they, 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 they pulled an audible. They called an audible. It made me feel like, okay, Heyman's in charge now. He's going to get the belt back on Brock and they're going to, you know, Brock with the title is obviously very, something very familiar. We've had for a lot for the last couple of years and they're going to set something up for somebody to beat him and, and somebody else to become a made man. Uh, and then when we had the battle royal, who was going to determine the number one contender to fight Brock, it looked like it was exactly what I just said. They're going to it's going to you know, be maybe 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 somebody even even Braun, who we've seen before. But um, and then but then when they went with Seth, I was just shocked. I was like, well, maybe this changes. Maybe it turns into a three way with somebody. Maybe Seth gets you know quote unquote injured or I don't know. But but no, it looks like that's what we're going with, and I still just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, well, two weeks to put it together. Um, TMZ, some sad news this morning. Uh, Jimmy Uso arrested again for DUI. He was arrested for drinking under the influence near Pensacola, Florida, earlier this morning. He was booked at 3.04 a.m. Eastern, charged with a DUI, uh, driving with an unlawful blood alcohol level. Uso is still in jail as of press time right now. Uh, Bond set at $1,000. He was arrested back in February after a drunken altercation with police in Detroit, charged with obstruction and disorderly content, uh, conduct. Uh, Cena wrapped the following on Raw this past Monday night about uh, Jimmy Uso's recent arrest. He said, respect for calling me out, but ain't no way I'm getting bested. Y'all look just like your mugshot. How was it getting arrested? Um, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah, I mean, mind you, Cena was rapping about that from, you know, referencing stuff in the past, and then here we are three days later. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, you know, look, I, I I got nothing against people who want to go out and have a good time and, and people who drink. I'm, I, I drink, but, like, I mean, dude, get get an Uber. You know what I mean? I mean, come on now. Get yeah. an Uber. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is, you know, the, the incident back in February that you just talked about in Detroit and then, you know, the one that 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 that, that the Usos actually referenced, well, when Cena referenced on Raw and then the Usos said, shout out to Hillsborough County, that was a county in, I believe, the Tampa area uh, where they got arrested, in, you know, in previous years before. I mean, like, so this is, this is, you know, this is a reoccurring thing. And again, I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying, you know, be safe, be smart, get an Uber. I just don't think under any circumstances people should be making jokes about DUIs, right? Because then when yeah, people... I agree. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. It was, that was not a good... That was not a good look. Yeah, because then if people think, like, what's the worst that's going to happen? We're going to laugh it off and I can get back to work. You know, that kind of stuff yeah. can, can leak into your psyche. So don't drink and drive. DUIs are not a joke. Uh, Bray Wyatt tweeted the following out yesterday. Dear Mick Foley, I'm sorry. But more importantly, thank you. Uh, Mick Foley, by the way, since being attacked by Bray Wyatt with the Mandible Claw on Monday night, uh, has not tweeted since then, really selling the attack. Good on Mick. I, I think he really enjoyed getting to be a part of this. And uh, I, I wonder, do we get more from Bray and Mick down the line? Oh, would that be that fun rub that was bigger than Drake Mavericks uh, that I told you would, would be the case? All right, the fun rub. And you brought up Drake. That's fine. Uh, first of all, before I get to the poll, um, how cool would it be to see Mick Foley pop up in the Firefly Funhouse? You know, I think he'd be great in that. No, no, no. It couldn't be Mick Foley. It would have to be Mankind. Mankind? Well, I would think maybe Dude Love is in Firefly Funhouse, right? And then Mankind is like, you know, maybe we see Mankind later. Maybe we do go back to Three Vases of Foley. But Dude Love is the Firefly Funhouse one. He's the cool, hip neighbor. But but then it's Cactus Jack or Mankind that fights the Fiend. Yes, 100%. And you, I like how you said it so definitively, like we're going to see another Mick Foley match. I don't I don't know. You think we do? No, we're not. No, we're not. Right. Yeah, no. Well, you brought up the poll. You know, I did ask yesterday who got – I told everybody I was going to run a poll. You know, uh, who got a bigger rub? on wwe's raw this past monday night at the raw reunion uh 1108 votes were cast in the past 24 hours not bad um 80 said bray wyatt 20 percent said drake maverick i accept the results of the poll however i disagree with the results i i, I cleared I, I told you what did i say yeah, like 70 or 75 percent i said you're gonna at least it's gonna be that to be that 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 wide of a margin i was always on the money i went back and i looked at the the youtube views okay 
And the Bray Wyatt thing did like 1.2 million as of the last time I checked. And there were several 24-7 videos that did like between 700 and a million, 700,000 and a million views. If you add up all the 24-7 ones, much, much higher viewership. That has nothing, but that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm not, I'm not asking you what was viewed more on YouTube. We're talking about who got a better rub in this show filled with legends. And you're talking about, you know, all these legends winning the title, but, you know, Drake starts it and he ends with it. And I'm like, no, the single isolated memorable moment is, is, is this creepy ass fiend showing up and using the mandible claw on, 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 on a guy who was, who was, who was, creepy and demented once upon a time and use a man will call like i'm asking you about we're talking about rub here and that, i told you that would that's i don't know you know bray wyatt all the way i don't know i just think there's i think there's a broader audience for fun dumb whatever break drake maverick and our truth are doing right now than than scary bray wyatt i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong i, I mean at wrong. this point you have to stick with your argument even if you, even if you don't believe it you're committed you're, you're pot committed you have to stick with it, so. well and you know this is very hard for me to be because when the 24 7 Title was originally announced. I was very down on the title, and I've since turned a bit of a corner here. Since it is, I have to admit, like arguably one of the most entertaining parts of the show. So I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, John Cena brought his 29-year-old girlfriend Shay. Oh, I'm going to butcher this last name. Sharietta. Apologize, Shay. Uh, backstage to Raw to meet his friends. A U.S. Weekly reporting Cena was introducing people to her by name. He had his arm around her, and, was, and she was laughing. They looked like a really cute couple. Uh, he's very enamored with Shay. Cena is really into Shay and excited about their new relationship because she's really smart and easygoing. Hollywood Life noted that Cena may have already met Shay's family. This was covered by TMZ. Uh, it sure sounds like a whole lot of news outlets were ready to go and talk about John Cena's new relationship coming out of Monday Night Raw. There's a lot of outlets with a lot of like different little stories. This is like a calculated... Uh, execution of uh, revealing their relationship, I feel. What a wild twist if he like quickly gets married to her <laughs> after the long drawn out after the you know the, the lengthy drawn out of you know it's like a, the big the big thing on the you know with him and Nikki on the reality show you know does he want to get married and then, then they get engaged on, at WrestleMania but obviously nothing ever you know came of it ultimately like what what a buzz, what bro what a swerve no. if John marries a 29 year old within like six months of meeting her maybe. Who knows? I mean, he got his vasectomy reversed. So, I mean, maybe he's got... Wait, what? Yeah, he... wait. He got his vasectomy reversed for Nikki Bella. Do you not watch Total Bellas? I, I am not a historian of it like you are. What, he... No, that's not real. Is that real? That is... Dude, that is real. Google that. G- Google John Cena vasectomy. He, She wanted kids, and he got his vasectomy reversed so that he could have kids with Nikki, and she still didn't feel comfortable with the relationship. I'm not. I, I'm not Google. I, I can't Google that right now. But like, is that? A, I'm, wow! I can't believe that. That is a real thing. That is an actual thing. So again, what a wrestling pod. What a wrestling podcast. When we've said fun rub and vasectomy all in one, one episode. We're having a great day here. Uh, Alundra Blaze and Lacey Evans uh, escalated their Twitter feud yesterday. Uh, Lacey tweeted out following the back and forth where Alundra Blaze questioned uh, Lacey Evans' military service yesterday. Uh, she said, "Shooting the real shots. I must have got under your wrinkly skin. Bless her heart. I'm typing this eight years honorably discharged from serving our country while I'm in said trailer, overlooking lots of land and money in the bank. As far as my family goes, hubby gets it every night, and baby is happy." <laughs> in response to a fan who wrote, uh, "I wouldn't mind seeing you and Medusa have a brief stare down," Evans replied, "She wouldn't be able to handle it, just like she couldn't handle holding the 24/7 title." At which point, Justin? My like feelers went up, and I th- I started to think that maybe we're moving into this something that was heated that is now becoming a work. Because why would you bring up the title? Yeah, I don't know. It, Lacey's spending way too much time with with you know. I mean, like, Alondra Blaze is a legend that we you know we see sparingly. I don't know, just a lot of time. Well, we are not done with this back and forth. Alundra Blaze responded by saying, "What the hell are you talking about? Ted DiBiase never pinned me." For the, li- for the title, he handed over some some cash, and I got the title. Men get distracted easy by shiny new things like your husband did when I walked by. When you're done acting, your shoe size, rather than your age, contact me. To continue the fu- feud, Blaze then located a recent photo that Evans had posted and added the comment, Too bad there's nothing to see it to set that pretty little hat on, but hot air, but a hot air balloon, and those are fake-ass pearls. Jeez, be careful. I know 
who your seamstress is, you may find a bottle of Nair sprayed in the top of the next bale of hay hat you wear, which I guess is a threat to make her go bald. Yes? Uh, That's how I took it. Yeah, okay. Evans then responded by saying, one, my seamstress, Sandra Gray. Two, I've trained five years military police, SWAT, while you were busy flipping and flopping in a ring trying to be somebody. Trust me when I tell you, your drop kicks and promos will only get you so far when threatening me. Evans would then post a picture of herself in full military garb, grabbing her crotch with the added name of Alundra Blaze photoshopped over her hand. She included the caption, I never watched wrestling, don't care what you've accomplished, barely know who you are, but I've got two words for you. Blaze then shot back with the, when their comebacks have nothing else relevant to say, the week collapse and start, they weak collapse and start making disgusting extracurricular sexual remarks. Definitely acting your shoe size now. I know you've ta- I know you're talented, strong, and beautiful, but don't ever cave in and revert to dirt like this. Evans then finished the conversation, I guess, by writing, I love pissing off quote unquote legends, especially Hall of Famers I didn't know existed until I got signed. Good night, you nasties. Whew. A lot of back and forth there. A lot of back and forth. Heated. Yeah, and back to John Cena's vasectomy. All right, so I just Googled. Uh, I, did, I never thought I'd ever Google this John Cena vasectomy. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm, what I'm finding here from People Magazine is, is, is him saying that he, him saying, so I'm also telling you that I'm willing to have surgery and and still go through with being a dad. Like, I keep finding everything I'm finding here is him saying that he was willing, but I can't find any proof that he actually did. Yeah. Okay, good call. Maybe he didn't have it done, but he was willing to go there. And I think maybe he did. I'll leave it open. Maybe he did. Oh, boy. Which one of us is going to get the next John Cena interview? And that's going to be the lead-off question. Well, did, did, um, did you, didn't you? <laughs> did you or didn't you? But the man was willing to do it, Justin. And she still left him to go with her Dancing with the Stars partner. It's a troubled world, Nick. Troubled world. Uh, and Lacey Evans and Wonder Blaze, again, I don't understand. I mean, I don't know. Part, it, this, this, it just seems like a whole... Again, if there's no payoff, what's the point? Yeah. Like not, unless they were told, hey, you two are going to have a match you know, at a women's pay-per-view in the fall. Like, otherwise, what's, what's the point? Great call. All right. Lastly here, a uh, bit of Impact Wrestling news. Uh, reach out to Impact Wrestling for comment regarding uh, Rob Van Dam's Raw reunion appearance. Very surprising since he's been uh, showing up on Impact Wrestling TV so much recently. Uh, Impact Wrestling uh, got back to me and said RVD appeared on Raw with our blessing. We were approached about it and didn't see why we would have any problem with it. Yeah, I think this is fine. If he's coming back, whatever. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it makes sense. You know, obviously, they probably said, okay, don't do anything physical. We don't want you getting hurt you know, on somebody else's show. But, I mean, hey, you know, you, you get, you know, they. I'm sure Impact knew that WWE's viewership would be higher this week. People tuned in to see the legends. Uh, so, you know, if you're somebody and you see Rob Van Dam, you go, oh, wow, what's what's he up to? I remember him. He was cool. And then, you know, if, if maybe you Google him and find out, and you find that he's 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 on Impact's program. And so you, you, you tune into Impact. So it was basically kind of just free publicity for Impact. Right? So, I, I'm you know, it's smart by them to have done that. <laughs> My guest at this time is a nine-year-old pro wrestling journalist. You can find him on YouTube hosting his show, The AJ Awesome Show. It is AJ. AJ, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with me here today. No, thank you for bringing me on your podcast. <laughs> it's great, but I've never interviewed a nine-year-old. You're my first nine-year-old I've ever interviewed before. That's cool. It is very cool. It's very cool, AJ. Now, I think what you're doing right now is really cool. Um, now, you're, you're, you are nine when did you start watching pro wrestling? Like, what's the first thing you remember about pro wrestling? Um, it was the first show of Harley Race's place, WLW, here in Troy. Um, I was three years old. At first, I was really scared of the people landing on the ring. But after, like, a show or two, I got used to it. That's so a- I just started liking and liking wrestling. That's awesome. And so, wait, your first show was a Harley Race show? Did I get that right? Yes. Wow. Harley Race, he's a legend. Have you gone and have you watched a lot of Harley Race's matches? No, not really. Okay. Worth a look. He's pretty good. Um, well when do, what made you want to start interviewing the wrestlers? Why did you why did you choose to start doing this? Um, I like YouTube and also I like wrestling. And also I like a bunch a bunch of these music and there are also some other wrestling interviewers that I watched. Sure. So I thought, how would I be like one? 
<laughs> pretty good. Who who was the first wrestler you ever interviewed? He was uh he was really nice. His name was Outcast. He was um he was nice enough to let me he was a St. Louis wrestler. Okay. Um he was really nice for me to let me for him to let me interview him. Sure. So I'm happy that he um agreed to the interview and he said yes to the interview. Yeah, yeah. What do you like to talk to wrestlers about? Like when you're talking to a wrestler, what do you what do you like to hear what do you like to talk to them about? Um I asked some questions that aren't related to wrestling every once in a while in the interview. Okay. And also I talk about mostly wrestling with the interviewers. Uh, sure. I mean the Wrestlers. Okay, yeah, because I remember in the in the media scrum, I think you asked, I think it was Dustin, you asked him if he liked pineapple on his pizza. Yeah. Yeah, and he said he said no, and you really like pineapple on your pizza, right? Yep. Yeah, me too. It's good. I'm a pineapple fan. Um, how'd your parents? Finally, uh, how'd your parents? Finally, agrees. Yeah, well, you know that's the thing, is AJ. Pineapple pepperoni is like my favorite pizza toppings and i'm like you i think it's great i don't understand the hatred for pineapple on on pizza yeah it's like people don't like fruit on pizza yeah whatever they like meat on pizza it's like i guess vegetarian people don't get pizza that often because the only vegetarian thing in pizza is pineapple nobody likes pineapple yeah you're right um, well, how did your parents react when you told them you wanted to start going out and interviewing these wrestlers? Um, my mom was very nice for starting my channel. She didn't, they were all like, oh, cool. Um, it's nice that you want to start a YouTube channel that's not gaming because everything is gaming nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom got all this camera supplies and she got a good editor on her computer um she spent money on the upgrade and it sucked it didn't really do anything it just made it worse yeah that's awesome man that's so cool that your mom supports you like that uh and does she help you book the wrestler interviews and things like that yes that's awesome and so- um she dms them and all that stuff um so, so- about the interviews and so how did you, yeah. how'd you, how'd you want, cause you were not, you, I know you do the AEW scrums now, but you were all in last year in Chicago too. Were you, I thought, I remember you being in the press box for that show as well. Am I right? Yep. Yeah. That was a pretty cool show. What'd you think of all in? It was really cool. Um, I liked how Cody wrestled, did Cody wrestle again? He wrestled oh, Nick Aldis for the NWA title that night. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked almost everything in that show. It was perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Just like the AEW shows now. Yeah, man. Now, and so how did you how did you wind up befriending AEW and and these guys? Like you're over with them. They love you. Um, I first interviewed Cody. He really liked me. Um. So he helped me a lot with my wrestling show. Um, and then also, no, that's not even included about AEW. I was going to say stuff about Reddit. Oh, that's... Helping me get like 2K subscribers. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Cody was your in there. That's awesome, man. And so now you're here. You're like your official press. You're there with a bunch of adults doing these media scrums? Like, how do you feel being in these media scrums amongst all of us? Um, I am very grateful for everyone in AEW for helping me get this opportunity. And it is really cool being the only kid inside the press conference. Yeah, it is. It is, man. Um, what? How is it, like, you know, how do you think of your questions and stuff on the fly to ask these guys? Like, we don't really ever get to know who we're going to be asking questions to in that environment. Um, we, we just ask them if they want to do an interview. Oh, okay. But I mean, like, you know, when we're, it's us, it's you and, like, all of us, you know, and they're, they're bringing in, like, when they brought in Dustin and Cody 
and Brandy right after the show last time. Like, how do you think of the questions that you want to ask those guys? Um, we write down a notebook, and sometimes I come up with my own questions. Okay, that's cool. And which wrestler have you enjoyed getting to interview the most so far? Um, I would say all of them because they were all really nice and really good to me. You're you're very it's very good. That's a very good political answer, AJ. You don't want to you don't want to pick somebody because then you could hurt somebody's feelings, right? Yeah. <laughs> um. Now, uh, what did, you know? You were at Fight for the Fallen as well. I was sitting right behind you. Uh, you really seem to like Marco Stunt a lot. Are you a big Marco Stunt fan? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Talk to me about why you like Marco Stunt so much. I've known him for a long time. You've known Marco for a long time? Yeah. Um, I was at CCW for whenever he was wrestling in Missouri. Really? So you go to a lot of independent wrestling shows? Yes. Okay. That's awesome, man. Uh, do you, So you watch a lot of indies. I mean, are, do, you, do you also watch, like, yeah, I know you're AEW, but do you watch WWE too? Do you watch all of this? Um, I don't really watch WWE that much anymore. Really? You don't watch? Wait, you're, you're like their target demo, AJ. Why don't you watch WWE? Um, it's just I'm not really that interested in WWE anymore because they don't have crazy stuff that much, except for the Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley thing. Okay. That was pretty cool. Okay. And, and so what do you mean by crazy stuff? What do you, what do you want to see more from, from them? Um, I want to see more no-DQ matches and more violence, I guess. Okay. Because that's what I mean by crazy. Okay. Like, that yeah okay you there yeah okay cool now so you like the crazy stuff here so like the blood and stuff doesn't bother you like when you watch like dustin versus cody at double or nothing like that's that's something that you you probably really enjoyed that match yes um my mom really hates (laughs) no dq matches yeah i bet she does but it seems like you're like a little you know that's interesting to hear that's what you like so like what do you think of the wwe like 24 7 championship and all the like comedy stuff with with our truth and drake maverick it's funny it seems like a bunch of people don't like it though yeah well why do you think that is um be i think it's because they're making it stupid and all that stuff yeah yeah, that could be very, that could very, very well be the case. Um, now, uh, there was this other character. What you know, you like to kind of like you said the like crazier stuff. Have you have you seen the new Bray Wyatt character where he's got the scary clown mask and all that? Yes. Yeah. What do you think of what he's doing right now? Um, I think it's really cool that um they're having a masked wrestler that's not a luchador. That is that's different. That is very different. Um, do you, do you like Lucha Libre? Is like Lucha Libre a style that you, you like? I like the flippy stuff. Yeah, you do? Um, yeah, um, I really like Lucha Underground and all that stuff. Really? You watch Lucha, do you watch more, you're, you're hipper into watching wrestling stuff than a lot of people I know. Do you enjoy it? So do you hope they bring back Lucha Underground for a season? I guess they'd be on season five or six? Um, I didn't really watch that much of the later seasons. I started watching it a bit. Um, I only watched like one or two episodes. I started to enjoy it. And then my dad started not watching it anymore. So I did that. Oh, that's usually how it goes. Okay. Do you watch New Japan and Ring of Honor or any of that stuff? Um, I never watched New Japan, but I watch Ring of Honor every once in a while. Okay. Who do you like over at Ring of Honor right now? Um, it's kind of boring. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah, Marty, I mean. Um, Marty is cool. Um, I like how he did with Flipboard Gordon and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Flip Gordon's awesome. Uh, big fan of Flip. Um, now, uh, now that you become uh, uh, like in this world, you've got to meet wrestlers and you've interviewed wrestlers. You know, 
you know, you're a kid, you get to have dreams. Like, you, do you want to keep interviewing wrestlers or do you want to become a pro wrestler? Like, what do you, what do you want to do in pro wrestling? Um, I want to, um, I started off interviewing wrestlers, but I really want to be a pro wrestler whenever I grow up. Okay. Awesome. My friend, do you have like a pro wrestler name in mind? Like, do you have a persona? AJ Awesome. AJ, there it is. AJ Awesome. And so like AJ Awesome, like, you know, how would you describe AJ Awesome? Like when you're, when you get to be big, like, what do you, what do you want that character to look at, look and sound like? Um, I would like it to, um, be like a crazy guy, like deep John Moxley right now. Okay. Um, I would do a lot of death matches. That's not what your mom wants to hear, AJ. I, I, I can imagine your mom is listening. Don't go. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to say don't do something. But death. That's real danger. Death matches. Yeah, but I like being in danger. <laughs> yes, sure. That's crazy. So you did you like the the John Moxley Joey Janela? Did you get to watch that match or no? Um, it was really cool. You like that with the barbed wire and everything and the, and the falling onto Legos? Yep. <laughs> You're too much, man. That's aw- that's awesome. Uh, hey, what do your friends think of pro wrestling? Do you have like a lot of, do you have a group of friends? Do your friends like pro wrestling or no? Um, I've only had one friend before that likes pro wrestling. His name is, I'm not even going to say his name for sure. reasons. Sure, for sure. Um, and... He was in the WWE with when I was, and he had a game that we played both. It's called WWE Supercard. Um, he deleted it. I deleted it. So. <laughs> and then that was it. No oh yeah. Was... Also, there's a kid who um, also likes wrestling. His name is once again. Uh, why do I keep saying his name is? If I'm not going to say his name. Don't say um, his name, right. So, um, he comes to a lot of shows that I go to, and he is a really good Cool, man. Well, that's great. And, and so they're all WWE. So you're probably the hippest kid, like, as far as watching a lot of other non-WWE stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. But also, the second kid, his uncle's, animal i mean grandpa's animal so he goes to AEW and all that stuff too oh you got a friend who's related to animal so he's like a laurinitis something like that yeah dude that's awesome man well uh very cool is there anybody but i'll guess i'll ask you here is there anybody that you you haven't got to interview yet that you would still like to get a chance to interview um john moxley and chris jericho okay there it is well they're they're gonna hear this probably We'll see if we can't get the word out. Help you spread the word about that one, man. It sounds like you're a big uh, John Moxley fan. So, uh, AJ, I really enjoyed talking to you. Everybody, mm-hmm. at, like, I come back from the road, and everybody's like, who is that kid? They want to know who you are. So I'm glad we got to have a little time and, and could chat here. I'd love to have you on. You know, feel free to come back as, as you get older, man. As you grow up, you're nine years old. That's wild. Okay. Um, whenever I grow up, I think it'll be awesome to, um, be a pro wrestler and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, AJ, where do you want to send people to find you and, and all the interviews and stuff that you do? Um, you could go to Twitter at the AJ Awesome Show or Instagram at the AJ Awesome Show, Facebook at the AJ Awesome Show, or YouTube at the AJ Awesome Show. Hey, is this Andy? This is Emily. Hey, this is Scott. How you doing? Pretty good. How about yourself? I'm good. So I also have uh, Caleb on as well. So uh, I figured uh, it'd be great to have you both on so you could talk about this historic match together. Of course. So when this match was initially made, um, did you guys know that you were going to be part of this, uh, I don't want to say experiment, but kind of a first time ever for this app to, uh, to have this opportunity for you guys to have the fans involved in this sort of way? Had no idea. No idea. Okay. Uh, how does this affect? I mean, what kind? Of, what kind of impact do you think this will have on the match and just you guys preparing for it? Uh, well, it's never been done before, so it's really hard to say what what's gonna what's gonna happen. Like, I'm still 
not even 100% sure what exactly it means or how it, how it works. So it's really hard to prepare for a match you don't really understand. Exactly. Okay. Well, I mean, it's going to give – it's empowering basically the fans to choose what weapons that you guys use in your two out of three falls tables match. So <laughs> are you a little bit worried that the fans have this opportunity to kind of decide what weapons you use and how much, uh, you know, damage you guys do on each other? Yeah, absolutely. I'm a little worried, but I'm more I'm more excited and anxious to get it going and see how it comes out. All right. For well, for each of you, um, you're at different points in your career, Caleb. Uh, you've been wrestling uh, a little bit longer than Andy has. Just talk about what it's like to kind of to be in this business right now. Um, you're going to be working for a revolver, but. Um, just talk about also the impact that streaming and, and the accessibility that fans have when it comes to being able to see the product and seeing a lot of wrestlers able to kind of get your name um, out there the way you are. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's a it's a great time where you know anyone can be seen by anybody at any time. It's it's really opened a lot of doors where the revolver would just kind of you know be a local indie company in Iowa or, you know, which, you know, whatever company in Texas would only be seen by whatever in Texas or North Carolina would only be seen by, a, you know, a local group of guys in that area. But now you, I see all the time on my Twitter feed or Facebook or any other social media that people from, you know, Japan or from the UK are watching all of these small indie, what would have been a small indie company is now like a national brand because of, just the accessibility of all the different streaming services and the gifts and everything else that's going on right now. Yep. All right. uh, is there anything that you want to add from your, your perspective? Uh, I think that uh, right now it's a, it's a very, very cool time in wrestling. There's so many different ways streaming has brought um, accessibility to everybody and anybody anywhere who wants to look for it. Um, I know year, years past, it would be difficult to find certain events, certain matches. Uh, now, through one of the many different streaming sites, you can pretty much find anything you ever wanted to see. Uh, so I think it's definitely changed in that aspect, and it's changed the visibility for all professional wrestlers who are currently still out there doing it. Uh, which gives them obviously a better opportunity to be seen by someone they haven't been seen before uh, and hopefully create bigger opportunities. What are your, what are each of your goals moving forward? I mean, you, you mentioned so many opportunities to work elsewhere and kind of be your own boss and decide what bookings you want to take. Do you kind of want to, to settle down with a promotion or is your plan kind of just to be like a journeyman wrestler and kind of see where you go and have the power to, to do what you want? Uh, you go ahead, Andy. Um, for me personally, uh, I mean, I've been wrestling. This is my uh, 16th active year. Um, I like, I don't know, I like being my own boss. I like being able to dictate where I go and what I do. But I think that maybe if one of the bigger companies presented an opportunity to me where I was able to be on a bigger stage or a bigger platform, I wouldn't be opposed to it. I mean, I wrestled for Ring of Honor on their television. I've been to Japan for Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, I feel like I, I've had a couple of big opportunities, but I want that one real big one um, to help set me apart and to uh, create a bigger platform for myself as well. Yeah, I feel, I feel about the same. Um, I think most wrestlers would say the same. I mean, it, is, it is really nice to be your own boss and kind of do as you please. Um, and uh, right now is, is probably the best time ever, really, to, to have that be an actual option for you. But at the same time, it's uh, it's nice to have a safety blanket. It's nice to to not have to worry so much about where your next spot is going to be. All right. And um, when it comes to you guys working together, have you guys worked together before? Why do you think you guys were chosen for this opportunity? Well, yeah, we've had a we've had an ongoing feud at Revolver for the past year, which is going was culminating in this two out of three falls tables match, which has now turned into a completely different 
kind of spectacle altogether with the fans choosing the weapons and all the all the other stuff that's going into this. Okay, so what what has it been like to kind of work with each other and kind of build to this moment? I mean, a lot of times in wrestling, you guys don't have an opportunity to kind of really tell a story over time through through all these different avenues. But now this is kind of the the uh, I guess the blow off for you guys. It's been a learning experience for sure. Um, what's cool about it now? I'm not even sure if the people at Revolver are aware of it. Uh, you know, this season going on for about a part of the year. Um, but my first match with Revolver was actually against Caleb, so it kind of digs a little deeper. Um, it's been a pleasure working with him, and I, 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 I've learned quite a bit, and I'm looking forward to it, and I'm excited to see uh, what we can do for this uh, quote-unquote blow-off coming up in the next, uh, what is it, uh, just about seven days from now, eight days. Yeah, How would you? Uh, it's... It's nice to it's nice to go into a into a program into a story and both guys be on the same page as far as what they want out of it and uh, they're both willing to take the extra go the extra mile to to see it happen. And um, how would you say? I mean, we're talking about an app and, and the ability for fans to kind of choose what weapons you guys use. It seems social media is becoming more and more prevalent. Where do you see it uh, going as far as whether it comes to technology and the way we receive wrestling and also just the tool that you have with wrestling when it comes to social media, whether you're building your brand, whether you're selling T-shirts or selling a mask, but at the same time, it's almost like you also have to walk that tight rope to kind of worry about kind of what, you're, what you say might offend somebody or even cost you a booking. What is it like to kind of to be in in this kind of environment and kind of you you ha- it's almost like you have to have some necessary evil to have social media, but at the same time it's like you have these risks every time you you decide what you want to tweet or, or Instagram. You've got to be mindful of stuff like that. You just like no matter what level you're at, no matter what you're doing, you have to just be super mindful of that. And if you have more eyes on you, you have to be more mindful of it and just you know be a good human being and be respectful. And you shouldn't really have nothing to worry about. Yeah. Uh, at, at the same time, uh, you're you're going to probably offend someone all the time. You're never making 100% of the the population happy with whatever you say. You're either too left, you're too right, you're too in the middle. Uh, you don't. Someone is not going to agree with you at all times, and you kind of just have to realize that that comes with the territory and uh, be the best you you can be. Have either of you experienced uh, a you know, what something that you tweeted or sent out that got a response that you kind of weren't intending for? Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, any Anytime you, you tweet something about uh, the president, someone's going to not agree with you one way or the other. It doesn't, doesn't matter what side of the line you're on. Uh, if you have any opinion on how wrestling should be, uh, someone's not going to agree with it. If you have uh, any opinion on what your favorite burrito is, someone's not going to agree with it. So... Yeah, anytime you tweet out anything, someone's not going to agree with you. Yeah. I can't think of any specific instance where I've tweeted something and it's gotten a rise out of people, but I'm sure it's happened because, you know, everybody has an opinion. Everybody thinks, you know, has their own way of thinking and always wants to contribute to other people's conversations or tweets. So, I mean, being offensive is subjective to the situation and the person. So, uh, like Caleb said, you can't make everyone happy all the time. So you kind of just got to, again, be a good person and do what's right and kind of just do the best that you can. What can uh, fans expect from, from this match they haven't seen before from you guys? I think it'll be uh, a new level of to the crowd. I definitely, think, I definitely think it'll be more violent than anything we've done before. Uh, and that'll be unique because they're going to have a list of weapons they can, you know, they can they can purchase weapons, I believe, through the app, uh, and then contribute the weapons to the match. So they'll kind of get to it's almost like a real life video game. So the violence level is up to them, um, which I think it'll make it really interesting and a lot of fun. Have you guys seen the list yet of what weapons they might be able to choose from? Yes. What are some yeah, things we, that are... 
that you're looking at? Like when you look at the list, tell me what what are some things that you're like, oh crap, I don't want to see this being chosen or. <laughs> Legos. Uh, I don't want I don't want to land on Legos. Yeah, Legos. I've, I've done I've done I've done thumbtacks and barbed wire, and that sucks. But uh, I've I've also as a kid many a times woken up in the middle of the night and stepped on a Lego, and it it's the shit. Yeah. Uh, I, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I feel like Legos is becoming a, a trend right now in wrestling. I, I'm seeing it, I'm seeing it more and more in matches. I don't know. This is kind of a, taking a step of, step further here. It fucking hurts, man. <laughs> it, really, it, it really does. Funny. What were you gonna say about what were you gonna say? Uh, yeah, I think Legos, and I mean, I'm not really too keen on barbed wire. Like, I don't mind. I know it's gonna sound silly. Uh, I don't mind light tubes, but I do not like barbed wire. Um, one of the one of the weapons on the list I actually suggested, and they were kind of like, I think they were kind of taken back by it and a little surprised. But uh, me being an old school wrestling fan, I suggested a plastic bag, uh, straight out of Terry Funk and Ric Flair. So <laughs> I think it'll make for a definitely for an interesting, different kind of uh, match, to say the least. <laughs> I think now that you said all this, people are going to be like, okay, you don't want that? I'm definitely going to choose this one. So maybe we made a mistake. Yeah. Kind of bring it you to know the what I really, hate? About that. I, I really hate ice cream sundaes. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> the ice cream sundaes. <laughs> there you go. I do not like potato chips. Please do not vote for potato chips. <laughs> all right. Last question, and I'll let you guys go. Uh, just if you want, just uh, what is the future? What does the next couple months hold for you guys when it comes to scheduling wise, goal wise? Um, just talk about where fans can expect to see you in the next couple months. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, next weekend, the day before and the day after uh, the, uh, Revolver, I will be at the Super. Uh, I'm sorry, the Galaxy Con in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, and then August 24th, uh, the next PWX show, which you can watch on the High Spots Wrestling Network. Also, you can watch Wrestling Revolver, all of the past shows on High Spots Wrestling Network. Let's see. Uh, I mean, obviously, we have Revolver next Friday. Um, I've got some other stuff coming up around the Texas area. I live in Fort Worth, so I'm always doing lots of Texas stuff. But on top of Texas, on, like, August 23rd, I'm going to be in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I'm going to be in Colorado on August 29th and 30th, uh, as well as Inspire, which is a Texas promotion, but it's pretty big, and it's on the High Spots Network as well. Um, Wisconsin, September 28th. Yeah, uh, I, I'm traveling all over and just trying to stay busy and grow my grow my uh, name and brand. That's awesome. All right, and thank thank you guys. I appreciate the time. I mean, you only get one first. I mean, there can only be one first, and it's probably a big honor for you guys to kind of have this be a, a first, so you guys can kind of put your feather in a cap for this. Yep. Yeah, and we're to it. Thank you all so much for tuning in, listening to the Winkly today. Uh, thank you, Justin, for joining me for the news. Thank you, AJ, Caleb, Andy, Scott Fishman. What a great collection of people here today on the show. Uh, best of luck to you, AJ, in the nine, 90, 100 years of, of pro wrestling journalism or pro wrestling that you have ahead of you. Uh, you know, we didn't, uh, I didn't bring it up the top, but there is a great line that AJ has in that interview that has made me laugh. And I've mentioned it several times, and that is when I ask him what kind of wrestler he wants to be when he grows up, and he says he wants to do a lot of death matches and be like John Moxley. What a career day in school that would be. I want to do a lot of death matches. <laughs> <laughs> you're great, AJ. Oh. Uh, I'm sure you scared your mother a lot, but you're great. Um, now, uh, if you enjoy the show, you enjoy our post shows that Justin does, uh, you enjoy all of our content, go over to the Wrestling Inc. Audio, iTunes page, five-star ratings, nice comments, always appreciated. Uh, I did tease yesterday. We were bringing back Winkly TV. Uh, it's going to be exclusive to the Wrestling Inc. YouTube channel. Um, but uh, since Raj is like, I talked to Raj this morning, and he's like sick. He's like really sick. So we are going to punt this to relaunch Winkly TV. It's going to be a little bit different, but we're going to bring it back next Friday, 2 p.m. CST. So uh, be sure to check us out next Friday as we return back in video form uh, over with Winkly TV. And uh, that's all I got as far as plugs go. Justin, you want to plug, promote, put anything before we uh, wrap up the show today? 
No, follow me on social media. I'll be off next week. So, Nicholas, I, uh, I, I leave you to it. Oh, that's right. Michael Weissman will be here all three days next week. And then I think that you're here all three days the week after. I think that's how that worked out, right? That is correct. The, uh, the go-home week as we go into SummerSlam, I'll be with you uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. All right, there we go. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you all very much for giving us the fun rub of listening here today. You're all wonderful. Uh, go Google John Cena's vasectomy. Decide for yourself where we stand on whether or not the man can have children again. Uh, and remember, uh, oh, no, wait, I'm at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. And remember, <laughs> sorry. The fun rub. <laughs> the fun rub vasectomy hour here. The weekly, the weekly with, with, with a nine-year-old With a nine-year-old guest interview. What a, what a packaging. Uh, all right, well, this has gone well. Uh, thank you all again for uh, tuning in. I am at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.